Well, good morning, everyone. Welcome to another edition of This Week in the Bush League, hosted by the Chief and the Champ. I'm the Chief, and uh, we're coming live from Gettysburg today. Wow, okay. And I'm going to talk about that because I want to see if it's haunted. And I am the Champ, and I watched my first baseball game on Apple TV Yeah, how'd Friday. That, how'd that go? Um, it, 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 wasn't, it wasn't a bad broadcast. Um, you, you can sign in for, for free. So when the Phillies are on, you can sign in for free. Um, one thing I didn't like, uh, I guess the most annoying part of it was that their sound was off a little bit. And they didn't get that corrected until halfway through the game because you, you would hear the bat hit the ball, and then like a second later you would actually see the action. So it was off a little <laughs> bit. But I, I, thought, I, I thought the broadcasters – uh, on there were, were really good. Um, they had Melanie Newman, who I guess does some Orioles games. She was really good as play-by-play. Okay. And then the analyst was, was Chris Young. Chris Young, the former outfielder, not the pitcher. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. yeah so, so all in all, I would, I would watch it again. I don't know how much longer Apple TV is going to have it free for, for um, people that, that don't subscribe. Um, but yeah, it, it it wasn't it wasn't a horrible experience. Let's put it that way. And and I'm sorry what, if maybe I missed it, but who, who did you watch? Uh, Cardinals Reds. Okay. I, I watched the first game. Well, that should be free if it's the Reds. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Oof, the, yeah. Well, you know what? I'm going to hammer on Reds, particularly Reds ownership, all year long. Um, I'm a little bit disappointed that they broke their 11 game losing streak. Yeah. Uh, against the Cardinals yesterday. Um, but but yeah, it's. It's it's a it's a poorly run organization. Um, hey, what's going on in uh, in Gettysburg? Are you yeah. staying in a haunted uh, hotel there or what? No, no, no. We don't stay in haunted hotels. We're just we're just staying uh, right outside of town. We we walked uh, a lot of the park yesterday, which was it was a beautiful day yesterday. A little warm actually, um, and then we're going back into town um, after this and and do some walking around there, get something to eat and. Yeah, it, it it was a nice you know it's a nice weekend so we thought we'd come out here and spend some time and it, it's cool it's it's well obviously it's very historic and um, yeah yeah it's a it's a nice place as as close as that is I've never I, I've actually just driven through um, but I've never stopped in Gettysburg and I, I didn't need to put that on the list yeah the campus is nice we took a walk through the campus uh, last evening before dinner it. It, it's large. It's larger than I thought it would be. Okay. Yeah. So they're they're equivalent to like Franklin Marshall, Swarthmore, Johns Hopkins. Gotcha. Yeah. Makes it, sense. Yeah, it's pretty large. Pretty large school. Uh, yeah, larger than I thought. All right. So uh, this week we're we are continuing our run of guests. We have Sam Kirk, owner of the Rebel Alliance, coming from uh, State College. Sam, how you doing this morning? Good. How are you guys? Doing good. You just roll in or? Did you get a couple hours of sleep? <laughs> I had an 8 a.m. this morning, but I came back, took like a 15-minute nap, and then hopped on here. Oh, that's right. Today's <laughs> Monday. I forgot. I forgot today's Monday. All right. Yeah, so you had class. When are you finishing up? Um. So we have one more week of regular class this week, and then I have finals next week. So it's kind of nice for like this last week's more just the like last week and a half kind of just review and you're more just getting ready for your finals and preparation for those. And I only have to take like two of them this semester, so I'll be home before I know it almost. Yeah, I, I was going to ask you, is that a thing still where you have cumulative finals at the end of the semester? I mean, it was a thing when I was in school, but it, I, I feel like it's kind of changed. Is yeah, that... yeah, it's a pretty big thing, I would say, still. But at that same time, a lot of classes kind of have altered their um, syllabus, I would say, just because of how – up and down and like the attendances and how they just can't get everyone in class still. So I think a lot of teachers kind of change their curriculum a little bit, but we, I'd say still at least 75, 80% of classes have files. Yeah. Well th- that getting everyone in class hasn't changed in 50 years. Just you, <laughs> you guys have a reason not to be in class. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. Switch it back to the Bush league. Um, Discuss your team. Like, what, what what are your thoughts early in the season? You know, honestly, I'm very pleased with just how my draft went. Like, when I uh, kind of wrapped it up, it just felt like 
I never, I didn't really like force any games, and I didn't really get any like, I didn't get trapped in any players that I just kind of like wanted a little bit. I did it on a lot of guys that I like planned to do that, and like I ended up getting them at pretty decent prices. I feel so. I don't know. A lot of the guys I have, I really like watching, and that's kind of like the route that I like went this year. And I've been watching more baseball than ever, so I think that's honestly maybe it's potentially giving me more luck. But um, I definitely think it's when you watch and kind of really just take notice on what your players are doing, how often they're playing, if they're staying healthy, how they're playing, like that. Sometimes that goes a long way. Yeah. Um... So, uh, Jamie and I have some thoughts, but we want to hear yours. What, what do you think your keys to the season is? Can you repeat that question again, Roger? Yeah. So, what, what do you think the, the keys to your season, what, what do you think they are? To have well, a, yeah. I think it really revolves around, like, kind of that, like, second group of players that yeah. I, like, need to rely on to hit pretty well. Like, obviously, I feel like, a lot of our teams have like those, those group of like three to four top tier one players where, you know, like, like I can expect Clayton Kershaw and Walker Bueller to like do their thing. And, you know, even if they don't start out crazy hot right now, I'm not too worried about either one of them. And I really think my pitching staff's pretty good, but like I need Chris Bryant to like really just have a, phenomenal year hitting. I know he's pretty up and down, and the start I've gotten from Suzuki's been really good, but I need both of those to kind of stay pretty consistent in order to, like, stay in the top two to, like, five, I think, a lot in a lot of hitting categories. Okay. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think, um, you know, as I'm looking at your, your club here, um, I, I agree with you about Bryant. Right now, he doesn't have any homers, and he's got almost three times as many runs scored as RBIs, which I'm I'm guessing you were hoping to have that kind of flipped. Um, yeah, that's but kind Capri of was my thought process. <laughs> <laughs> but Caprian Hayes got off to a good start. He had that little scare with the injury, and you thought, uh, here we go again. But he, he's hitting the ball real well. Uh, that Jerickson Profar has got off to a good start for you. Um, and even Hayward's actually playing fairly consistently, considering that he can have times where he's just horrible. Um I, I guess my one question is, and Jamie and I feel probably about the same way, is what are your thoughts on Christian Yelich? Honestly, like, I've always just looked at Yelich as such a, like, smooth player and, like, watching him kind of just be mediocre in, like, the last two years was a little, like, sad to watch. And, like, yeah. going to the draft this year, he just reminded me of a lot of players in the in the past that have been able to kind of break that string of, um, you know, mediocre seasons after, you know, having a pretty good prime. And I think him being able to just hit and do his thing in the Milwaukee line, I, I'm honestly not as worried as Yelich as I am on, say, someone like Bryant. Like, Yelich has done his thing so far, and I, I think he's just a guy that, like, will find his way back and just needed, like, this season. Like, he just needs a season like this year to get his confidence back. Yeah, I mean he he's knocking in some runs early. He's just his average is really low, so he must be yeah. really efficient with his hits. Um, and then my last question is, before I turn it over to Jamie, what, what, what's your greatest fear for your team? That's a good question. I my biggest worry I'd probably say is I really didn't I didn't really buy any saves, which could like end up coming back to hurt me. And I'm also worried i mentioned both my dodger pitchers earlier like if either one of them goes down potentially both could go down like that that would be very detrimental to the team i would say but also there's a few players i think on my offense that have like sneakily become very like reliable hitters throughout the week like there's one catcher that i love elias diaz from colorado i know it's kind of just a sneaky tip that i had during the draft and He's their everyday catcher now and has been, like, pretty consistent with an average. And same with Garrett Cooper and Soler. And, like, I think that that group, too, is very important to my team where I just need them to be able to hit, you know, middle to high twos and, like, a couple home runs a week. And that I think it will go a long way. 
Yeah, if they could turn into 25-75 guys. I don't know if Diaz can, but uh, certainly yeah. Cooper and Soler can turn into 25 homers, 75 RBIs. That That's a big boost for you. Yeah. No doubt. All right, Jamie, what do you got? Yeah, I got a couple questions just to follow up on, on, on your team, uh, Sam, because I think you, uh, you described it perfectly. Uh, one player we didn't talk about was the great start by uh, Seiya Suzuki. Um, what did you know about him? And um, I mean, he's performed really well and probably your best offensive player. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, I kind of was able to, like, I really enjoyed, honestly, for the first time this year watching some spring training. I'm not sure if you guys were able to see what ESPN did with, like, some of their mic'd up guys during spring training. And I thought, like, it was hilarious and, like, something that baseball needs to, like, appreciate more that, you know, they need to, like, euthanize the game and stuff like that's going to help people of my age relate to players more and like there's a guy on my team named Michael Chavez and I remember him being mic'd up before and I just saw a funny clip of him talking and I ended up picking him during the draft and he's surprisingly had a pretty good start for Pittsburgh as well but I I think remembering Suzuki kind of just struggled during his spring training and I think a lot of people are kind of worried about him just having strikeout issues and not being on a great roster, but I don't know. I just kind of just gambled with this new realm of international players, thinking if there's this much hype around this guy, they're going to need someone to hit within this roster. And I, I just I didn't really see him struggling all year long. I know he's gotten off to a hot start, and it probably won't stay as hot as this. But the way he looks right now, if he can still if he can hit his home runs and just keep his average right around 250 to 270-ish, like, that will be fine for me. Okay, all right. Um, you talked about um, players being mic'd up and having interest for um, people in, in your age group. And, and I wanted to talk about that because there's been a lot of texts um, in the league, you've probably seen them, about um, younger baseball fans. Um, how many of your, you know, um, Brothers up at, at up at college are, are baseball fans. Do you find a lot of people that are that are that like to watch baseball? You know, I like in high school. There's definitely a less amount just because I went to a way smaller school and being here, you meet all different kinds of kids. But there's still that pattern of people that love baseball and always being just kind of like a baseball geek, like us three, like just always playing it. Like if it's I have just felt like if you haven't played it or, like, watched it in the past, it's very hard to just pick up and get into now. You know what I mean? I just think it doesn't – like, it's not in your face enough to a point where you're just going to be like, oh, yeah, I'll watch Cubs-Cardinals on a Friday night ESPN. Like, that's not that's not really, like, something that happens with my generation, which kind of is, like, a sad thing to think about for me. I actually use, like, a website called StreamEast.com. I, I'm able to watch pretty much, like, any game I want for free. So usually Thursday, Friday nights when I finish up my homework and classes and stuff, I'll kind of just, like, make a little slate for my fantasy team. If I have a pitcher throwing that night and a couple hitters playing at, like, 930, then, you know, I have, like, two games to watch, which has been really fun. But if you're not in something like this, again, like, I just think the MLB needs a little more – Draw entertainment-wise or just a little more something different than what they're giving right now. Like, every other sports league, I just feel like, has done a better job marketing than the MLB. And, you know, they, there's a lot of cool players in baseball that I just don't think get covered well enough to a point where fans are like, hey, like this guy is a savage. Like, we, like he should be a big-time name just in the realm of sports, but it just isn't like that. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's there's been a lot of talk um, about marketing of players and, and how they need to do a better job. A um, little piece of advice when you're watching these games on Thursday or Friday um, for your uh, fantasy team is don't watch your pitchers because all that creates is angst. <laughs> yeah. Hey, a um, couple other questions I have for you, and then we'll let you go and you know start studying for finals. Um, last week's podcast. We had the um, the Bulls on, and um, he had mentioned that you might be ahead in the Golden Monkey Power Rankings. Any response <laughs> to that? Wow, that's that's an interesting take right there. I'm gonna have to uh, follow up with your first guest a little bit after that. Okay. But um, 
I mean, I'll take that as a win. Any mention of him <laughs> on these podcasts, I would, I respect it. Nice, good response. Yeah, there's, um, there's no bad publicity, right? Yeah. No. <laughs> hey, um, last year we asked when we had you on at the end of a semester. Um, we asked the same kind of question. But where do you see yourself when you start the uh, first semester of your junior year? Where do you think you'll be in the Bush League? Hmm, that's a good question. I would say I forget, my answer last year was definitely not definitely an overestimate. So I'll be <laughs> I'll be a little more generous with my prediction. I'll say around. I'll say how about third place? Third place. All right, we're going to write this down. We're going to follow up when we talk to you about in, in September. And and, and question last because you know I always have to ask this because I I want to start infighting. Who's going to finish higher, you or your dad, this year? I think I'll have him this year, just because based on last year, where I just think everything clicked like to a like T for him in every type of way, and even his like little hiccups just were like kind of like the haze thing with me, where like it looked like it would be bad for a few weeks. I'm like, okay, like finally he's going to be able to just struggle a little bit and drop down to maybe like three or four and like kind of lose his like just like because he had a pretty stable lead for like most of the second half last year and yeah it was just annoying to talk about because every time I call him the first thing he brought up <laughs> well maybe you can rub it in his face this summer and hopefully you'll, you'll have a good summer this year <laughs> no, for sure hey uh, that's all I have for you Sam um Raj did you have anything else for Sam? Yeah, I, Sam, I, I was just going to uh, ask you who's going to get fired first, James Franklin or the owner of the Sewer Hawks? Because <laughs> they're both on the hot seat right now. Yeah, that's a good question. I think I'm still going to have to roll the owner of the Sewer Hawks, though. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm not so sure it's, it might be Franklin because Sewer Hawks have, uh, haven't been fired in over 30-plus yeah. years. So. <laughs> Yeah. All right, man. We appreciate you coming on. Uh, enjoy your le- last couple weeks, and uh, hopefully we'll see you in Washington. Yeah, no, for sure. Thank you, guys. Good luck with your uh, summers, too, as well. I'm hoping the Rebel Alliance is checking in the fall on the top three. All right, brother. Nice. Thanks, Sam. All right. Take care. I'll talk to you guys later. All right, Jay. Yeah, that was really good. Um, yeah, I, I love that last question that you had for him. You know, we're trying to start, uh, you and I are trying to start something, but that's, you know, that's what we do on, <laughs> on, on this show. Um, yeah, really good start. Really good start by, by the Rebel Alliance this year. Um, if I look at this team, good good offensive start. Um, I, I wonder if they can be there all year. Um, he had talked about Chris Bryant, and you brought up the point of no home runs, which they really need. Um, I'm a little bit skeptical, as I guess you are, of Christian Yelich. I, I just don't know if, if he's if he's the same player. You know, I looked at he has 19 strikeouts already and 52 at bats. That's that's not a great uh, that's not a great ratio, and it tells me something is still wrong with him. Yeah, um, I, I agree with that. I I mean, I guess uh, uh, Brian will pick it up at some point, um, but if Yelich is going to have another bad year, he needs. Uh, Solaire to cover down on that, and right now Solaire has not done that. But it, again, it's still early. But if he can yep. get Solaire to cover down on Yelich, his his offense is is decent. And um, if Bueller and and Kershaw have decent years, this Josiah Gray looks like he's the real deal. Um, and Mikolos is pitching well, so. It'll, it'll come down to whether he can make a deal for saves or, you know, maybe someone gets traded over. Or, you know, it's just going to be difficult to lose 10 points in the save category and and, and hang. Yeah. Yeah, he might he might need to, to deal there because, um, you know, he, he correctly pointed out that uh, he, he's, he's late. Um, you know, I don't, I don't see it. And, unless something happens to uh, Josh Hader. Uh, Devin Williams is probably next in, in, in line for saves, but I, I think he was thinking that he might get some saves from uh, Suarez in San Diego, but that, that, it's tough to win the league and finish last in the category. That's that's really threading a needle, don't you think? Yeah, and moving forward, he does, I mean, this is a long shot, and 
but he might have some draft capital or trade capital with Steven Strasburg. It's he, he comes back mid-May. You know, if he's pitching well, then maybe he could turn him okay. over for uh, a closer. But normally, you know, people aren't giving up closers unless they're running away with with the um, with that category. Yeah. So uh, yeah. yeah, it's going to be I, difficult. I got you. Yeah. Hey, let me ask you something because uh, I, here's my recollection: is I don't know if I brought up Kershaw the draft or or, or or Sam did, and I was still heavy in on Kershaw, but I, I got the sense sitting next to you. That you didn't, you didn't like, or not, not that you didn't like him. That you thought he might be, have been overpriced. Um, did I get that right? Well, um, I, I just this he's is at a, the draft. Yeah, he's another guy with back issues, and I, I, and he's getting older. I just never know when these guys are going to start breaking down, and I always swing and miss at it because it doesn't look like he's showing any signs of breaking down. Um, he's got twenty three strikeouts. I think in five starts and three wins. Um, uh, no, all three starts. Yeah, just it's, three, it's starts, three starts. Three starts. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's. I mean, yeah, he doesn't show any signs of that right now. No. Yeah. And, and, and here's the nice thing: he, he hasn't given up a walk in 17 innings. That's probably why his WHIP is under point six. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and right now, I mean, Bueller isn't even pitching that well yet. And nope. he And he will. And uh, Kyle Gibson's got off to a good start. I mentioned Josiah Gray. Um, and Mikolos, um, the one thing about his his uh, relievers, though they're not getting saves, they bring that whip down. R- Roger Suarez and Wilson. I mean, th- their whip is well under one. Yeah, um, and, and, and don't forget about Keegan Thompson too, which is nice, nice yeah, bad pickup. Yeah, so um, he okay. he can keep those. Yeah. So anyway, it, it it's going to be tough if he finishes last in in, um, in saves. Gotcha. All right, moving on. We got a decent fab week this week. We had 12 players, nine owners. Statmen were the only team that didn't pick anybody up. Um, I'll run through it now. The Bulls pick up Josh Van Meter, who actually looks like he tested positive for COVID. Uh, Drop Alex Dickerson. The Bulls also pick up Andrew Kinsner. Is he playing? Kinsner, yeah. Kinsner's playing. Uh, Yachty's not um, playing as as, as much. Uh, He's still... Uh, not quite healthy. He he, okay. he he basically plays when um, um, Wayne Light pitches. All right. Uh, dudes pick up Will Crow for a dollar. Yeah, I, I yeah I I messed up Fab. I had him on my list. That was a nice pickup. Uh, Bearcats pick up Dominic Leone, relief pitcher for the Giants. Yeah. Uh, I picked up uh, Aquino for a dollar. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how much longer this guy's going to be um, up with the Reds. He his, his he's a prodigious uh, strikeout king. Um, he he just looks lost out there. Yeah, we'll see. It's early. Uh, Ducks pick up Austin Barnes for two bucks. Drop Amelia Pagan. He was in that paddock trade, and Ducks also picked up Alan Trio, the second baseman uh, for the Rockies. Drop Clint Frazier, who's on the DL again. Um, yeah, Trey will make it a little bit of run if Brandon Rogers doesn't start to pick it up soon. Yeah, yeah, it's probably depth, um, and it's—I mean, Frazier's not playing at all. Suhawks pick up Cooper Hummel. I had a bid in for him last week, but I must have had a—you know—for the same yeah. drop guy for Hernandez. Gotcha. Um, um, CBS website said I lost him in a tiebreaker again. That's two weeks in a row. In a tie? Yeah. Well, you know, I—I I, I guess if you. If you want him, you got to go big like the Bearcats do. You know, he's not afraid to bid. Uh, I, I have these baby bids in, so Rebel that's Alliance, bad on me. Alliance pick up Chad Cool, starting pitcher. For who the hasn't Rockies. been down the Who hasn't been down the Chad Cool road? I mean, he yeah. he seems like he's a perpetual fab player, and I think <laughs> he's. I, I wish we could go back and see how many people have. Have you ever had him on your team? I have not. Yeah. Okay, I have. I had a couple times, I'm sure. Uh, and he drops David Price. You pick up Johan Adan. Started pitcher for the yeah Nationals. yeah I didn't uh, it, it got messed up I I didn't think he was going to start yesterday I thought he was going to get starts I thought he was going to start uh, today yeah well yeah, maybe it's so best because he I gave up five runs yesterday so maybe he he he, he, he could be a one week and done we'll see uh, and then the Lakers joined the party with Tyler Anderson starting pitcher for the Dodgers drops Park for the uh, 
Pirates and the Lakers picked up Alfonso Rivas. Yeah, uh, so it's good to see the Lakers and you know play a little bit of welcome back, Cotter. I'm I'm not sure if that's if he was trying to just get some positional depth or he's thinking, hey, I got to start doing something, or um, you know he could be start getting buried um, kind of early here. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't. I, I guess that's probably what he was looking at. Just picking up some depth. I mean, the guys he dropped weren't playing, so um, yeah, that's that's probably what he's what he's looking at. Though uh, this Anderson has pitched well, <clears throat> has pitched well. Yeah, he's got twelve Ks. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's a good team to be on, right? If you're going to be a pitcher, absolutely, it's a good team to. Yeah, hey, boy, he's got a lot of starting pitchers, man. Wow. Yeah. Well, it, 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 I mean, if, if we were to take a look, you know, once again. Um, at starting pitching, um, he has. Let's see, how many points does does the uh, Lakers have well, now? Oh, I got. I'm sorry. I got. Me- I got messed up here. Um, Sewer Hawks have the best pitching right now. Uh, Lakers are middle of the road, I guess. Yeah, he's he's uh, top in wins and and strikeouts because of the what he's got. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that, that Anderson was definitely a good pickup, and then the other guy's yeah. probably depth. Um, looking at the standings uh, this week, dudes at 70, Rebels at uh, 66.5, Ducks at 64.5, and, and Bearcats round out the top four with 60. You're right behind there. Um, and then it's a quick drop-off. I got out of the cellar this week. Yay, congratulations. Yeah, it's just, yeah. Yeah. Um, I got guys that are pitching past the third inning now. So, <laughs> well, and as the Bulls predicted, you know, it could be a long season for him. So, I, I would imagine he's going to start trolling for players pretty soon. Yeah, but not with those trade demands. Three three players for one of his good pitchers. Um, well, it, it it sounded good last week, uh, but desperation, you know, will will make you do funny things. Yeah. So, and then when you look at the weekly. Uh, yeah, you you had a good week. The only one in the top four that, that wasn't in the top four during the week were the Ducks. Um, had a bad pitching. Uh, he's still got JT Brubaker. He's he's trying to figure out. Brubes. Yeah, the Brubes. Um, and he was he was complaining the other the other day to me about Christian Walker how he stinks, and I think he hit two homers this week. So <laughs> I'll have to re- I'll have to circle back with him. Uh, Lakers and Statman. Bring up the rear uh, for the weekly. Um, we had yeah three teams under fifty points this week. Yeah, nobody. You know what? In, in terms of total points, nobody really fell off at forty three. As well as the amount of points, that, yeah. that's not bad. I mean, same thing with with the overall. Um, you know, last year we we had some some really big swings. But one of the things that really jumped out at me, and you probably saw this, is the anemic offense of the Sewer Hawks last week. Um, weekly points total for offense was just six. Yeah. Yeah, and that's tough. You know what I mean? That that's a tough week. Um, I guess on the, uh, you know, when, when you're looking at the standings, you know, the the top four teams are pretty solid. The only thing I think of is the Ducks will get Acuna back at some point. Yeah, and and, and the Hawks will also get, um, get Tatis, Tatis back. Yeah, yeah. Um, Tatis better have a good couple months because the Superhawks are struggling offensively. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I mean, he's middle of the road homers, and and um, OPS will pick up when Tatis gets back, as will as will the runs. He's not terrible, not too far back. But if if he if he keeps dropping further, Tatis might not make a difference. Well, but but as you talk about, you know, he has a lot of pitching capital, and as mm-hmm. we saw last year, he's not afraid to deal. No, yeah, he definitely. Um, has some trade capital on the pitching side. Yeah. Yep. Um, <clears throat> yeah, but the dudes, again, have another good week. And, uh, you know, we've talked last week the key to his team is somehow the pitching, making sure the pitching can hold up. Um, yeah. Update from CBS website. What do you got? Yeah, so they actually did call – actually got a call from CBS Sportsline. Um, it was in regards to the issue of – trying to lock down through CBS Sportsline 
that we don't have more than nine total pit pitchers um, in a week. Um, I talked to, to Hamlet, and essentially what they said was is that we could do it. Um, we could lock down that there would only be a maximum of nine pitchers, but then we would have to manually determine the 7-2 split on starters relievers. So essentially, it's the opposite side of the same coin. Okay. We're, we're basically going to either have to monitor the number of, of total pitchers or monitor starter relievers. And in my mind, it's, easy, it's easier just to count the number of pitchers than say, is this yeah. guy a starter, is this guy a reliever, 7-2, yeah. that type of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, a, a, a warning and an ask to all owners is every week you're going to have to, as you do your uh, um, roster moves on Monday, please double-check and make sure you have no more than nine pitchers because CBS Sportsline can't do it. Um, while I, whilst I had Hamlet on the line, I also said from a user standpoint, um, I would ask for a semi-weekly roster change for 2023 and suggested that they use the 2022 season to beta test that. He said he would escalate but made no promises. How do you interpret that? Yeah, that's that. That's you must have just said that. It, that that suggestion has gone into the abyss. <laughs> I, I also asked them. You know, when you go into player stats, yeah, and it and it, and it has OBP and slugging percentage. Can they? I said, it? why can't why can't <laughs> they just have another category that has OPS? And they said, well. It's not on that particular screen, but it's there's a screen that says, um, oh, God, let's see. Uh, when you go into stats, I think it's custom scoring or league scoring or something like that, as opposed to standard under categories. If you just go into scoring, it totals it there. And I'm like, oh, okay, thanks. <laughs> I'm just... So, yeah, it wasn't really a great, great conversation. I mean, he was nice enough, um, but... Yeah, disappointed. All right. Um, is and was that the kid's real name? I'm gonna call him a kid because I'm guessing it's not an older guy. Was that his? Did you get a sense that that was his name, Hamlet? Yeah. Um, right. I, you know, I I, like I didn't use any name? Shakespearean quotes in front yeah. of him, but uh, you, you know, every time he's yeah, when I said is this Hamlet, he said yes. So I don't know if it's a screen name or his actual name. But... Does he go by Ham? Like do his friends call him? <laughs> As I always said, you know that is that is you know to be or not to be. That's the question. All right, text talk. Uh, Bill shot out early. Young people rule in the bush league, um, and early on, uh, you know the Bearcats, as he mentioned, they're the only senior citizen kind of hanging in there. Although you, you're you're right behind. Um, yeah. Uh, and then B, Bob Kirk comes back. Well, talk to me in June. It's still spring training. That, that's a, uh, a nice trash talk response. Um, oh, of course, we gotta love that. Yeah, Yankee fans throw garbage and bottles and whatever at uh, who they Yeah, speaking at? of trash, right? Speaking yeah. of trash, like what was the problem there? I, you know what? I just think it was drunked up Yankee fans. You know, again, it's 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 a few people there. And I, I don't know why it started. It was on a walk-off base hit by Glaber Torres. And, and I think they were, they started to direct it at um, left fielder for the Guardians, Oscar Mercado. Okay. And then Miles Straw came over and, and, and had some words. And, and, and did you watch the video? Yeah, yeah. Because, um, like, I, I don't know if a beer can came flying down, you know, after the game and almost hit Mercado. And you, you can't have stuff thrown on the field. But... Um, Yankees came out, um, Stanton came out, Judge came out and told fans not to do that. Yeah, I that saw that. Yeah. 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 Um, it... I, I, I've actually been to a game at the new Yankee Stadium where there's been some drunk up fans, you know, sitting in the outfield. And it, obviously it made for an unenjoyable experience um, at Yankee Stadium. Yeah. They, uh, you know, Bob Kirk chimed in and he's right. The national media beats up on Philly. And they still bring up that 1972 Santa Claus bit. But, yeah, we have stuff like this. We have, you know, assaults and fatal assaults out in San Francisco Dodger series. 
and that that gets brought up and forgotten. But uh, for some reason, people bring up the snowball Santa Claus in 1972. You know. Yeah, that's 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 because uh, fictional characters mean more than people than yeah. real life. Right. Uh, so. Uh, fantasy land that we live in. Rick chimed in. He was at the poorhouse in Exton, which is a it was a fun place. You, we've been there. Twenty five TVs on, not a single baseball game. He asked the guy to if he could change it. And he said no. <laughs> there was college lacrosse on, soccer, golf, and basketball. Oh, <laughs> uh, I. That's okay. So that's really interesting, isn't it? Um, when you have all of these other, well, I, I can see basketball. Right, yeah. because yeah. Uh, the, the, the playoffs. I don't. I don't know what time of day Rick Rick was there. Um, I, I'm guessing because if, if soccer was on, it was probably a, a weekend. It was probably early afternoon. Um, I, as you know, I've talked about this. I'm I'm not a lacrosse fan, so I, I don't understand why that would be on. Uh, There's ahead no of reason. Baseball. There's no reason to have soccer on at all, ever. I would disagree with that. What 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 would make you stop what you're doing on a Saturday afternoon at say one one thirty two o'clock and say I'm going to sit down and watch this? I, I actually do watch soccer. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I I, I would watch that ahead of of college of lacrosse. Actually, I watch it more than than I, this is going to be. This is going to sound really bad, but in front of American football. Sorry. Soccer. Oh my God. I'd rather go cut the grass. Okay. Well, you got um, something to do this afternoon then. <laughs> and then, uh, um, but but here's but here's the trouble. Here's here's the trouble is, is that, it, you know, and I asked Sam this: Are young fans not really watching baseball? Does, is it is it is it more of an indictment on society and where we are with instant gratification with things like? Um, YouTube and Instagram and text messaging that we just want this immediately. You know, baseball is not an immediate game and action doesn't happen real quick. That's why I think basketball, there's always something going on. You know, football, there's not, I don't understand. Football is always that uh, uh, anomaly that I, I don't really understand. There's not a lot of action, but when there is, I guess it, it, it's a big deal. Um, but I wonder if, if baseball is just at, at the wrong place um, now. In that it, it's it, it moves a lot slower. And here's what I would also say: is think about this. Think about this. One of baseball's saving grace, besides old people, is fantasy baseball leagues. Yeah, and that's, because that generates so much interest. Yeah, and and you know, with football, football is a gambling sport. So gamblers watch football, and then fantasy football is a huge market. So. Um, you know that that's that that's why they have so many games on TV throughout the week. That's why they went to Thursday, and then once college is done, they go to Saturday nights, and they have Monday, and then Sunday in the afternoon, and Sunday evening. It's it's a it's a better sport, and the, you know fantasy baseball you, or fantasy football, you're always gonna you're always gonna have people tune in. Um, I, I think it ha it also helps football that it's once a week right your team plays yeah, once a week absolutely. you don't have to spend three hours a night six nights a week watching your team or something like no, that I, yeah. I i just think there's a there's a there's a different i, I don't know how to, how to explain this uh, baseball is not for everybody because it's so day-to-day -day. and I, I don't know if some people might feel like it's almost like a job um uh, yeah uh, i guess you could I, I i look at it as relaxing but Right, I don't look but, at it but some people that. can't follow things day to day, right? I mean, yeah. they have a hard time. They can't, you know, go without looking at their phone for five minutes. You've seen that, right? You see yeah. people at the stadium. Yeah, doing no, that. that's true. Yeah, because I, I don't know how. That's that why works they had to in. put up the fencing, right? They had to put the netting around so people don't get people, smashed in the face. People aren't paying attention. <laughs> yeah, which I always like to see. I always like to see people get whacked. All right, and then uh, before we get into the, the next text one, but I guess we got to add an Instagram talk. Did you see the the video that Case sent us with uh, the Mariner guys? You know guys? what? He sent that to me when I was driving, and I never went back to it. So that I was so it. cool. So there were nine guys at the Mariners game, and they all dressed up as the 95 or, or 2,000 Mariners. So they had 
uh, Jay Buhner and Ken Griffey and Tino Martinez and um, yeah, it was really cool. They wore those uniforms and the Jay Buhner guy had like a, 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 a cap on his head that was bald and they had their names on the back. It was, it was really cool. They all sat together. They, somebody videoed it, wa them walking to their seat. And uh, yeah, it was, it was cool. It was cool to see. Nice. Yeah. And you and I, when we were on Casey's podcast, uh, the last sports podcast, um, we, we predicted the, the Mariners as our sleeper team this yep. year, right? Yeah. To make the playoffs. And they, they, they've been wearing the uh, 70s uniforms occasionally. It looked really cool. Nice. Yeah. Uh, and last, uh, this Angel Hernandez thing that some people jumped in on, um, I, I guess the, I didn't watch the whole game. I saw the – I saw a few of Nola's pitches, and I saw the strikeout that Schwarber got got tossed on. Um, I got to be honest with you; I didn't think that pitch was that bad. I think he snuck it by him, and he got pissed. I think he walked into that at bat. He's going to take a walk, and he's going to get tossed if, if what he thinks is a ball isn't called a ball. Yeah, it, it it seemed to me, and I only started watching the game after I saw some of the text. Um, coming through, so I, I watched the game around the seventh or eighth inning, and it, it did look to me that he had prepared that any pitch that he felt was even remotely not a strike, he was going to argue. But you know, what's the situation? Wasn't there a runner on on base? And, and how do you feel about that? That he's taken a close pitch in the ninth inning. So it's three two in the ninth. You're down by one, and there's a guy on second base. Stop. He he needs to take a swing at that pitch. If he got fooled on it, well, that's one thing. But he needs to take a swing at that pitch. He's there to knock in runs, not walk on an open base with two outs. I think there were two. No, there wasn't two outs on that. There was one out. Yeah, yeah. one out. Yeah, he 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 needs to he needs to put the ball in play. Yeah. How okay? So uh, as a Philly fan, how, um, their offense to say the least, has been kind of erratic, right? Um, how have you feel felt about their two pickups, Schwarber and Castellanos? Yeah, it's still early, uh, but I feel like this offensive team reminds me of the 0-9 team. How they'll, so? Uh, they'll have days where they score over six, seven runs, and they'll look like, like this is who, there are, who they are, but then they go through periods of, I mean, uh, you know, Lauer pitched really well, and then you got Hayter to deal with, but – you know, they go through periods where they don't really score a lot of runs. And they – Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, but if you're an RBI guy, like if that was Stott or Gregorius maybe or, you know, someone like that, I'm thinking, all right, you still got to put the bat on the ball, but I get how you were just trying to get guys on – you know, you're just trying to get on base, extend the inning. But if you're the RBI guy, you can't take that pitch. Aaron Knowles – I mean, Tom chimed in too. Aaron Knowles' pitches, they were balls. The only reason he got through that inning, through that game, because Angel Hernandez was calling those pitches strikes. That one ball to McCutcheon, he can't hit that pitch. He he couldn't hit that pitch. So, so I, you, I'm not you, arguing that, that Angel Hernandez is is a good umpire. I'm not arguing that. I'm just saying that Schwarber's pitch that he got called on, he could have put the bat on the ball. Do Do you think that some of Tom's was tongue-in-cheek in, in the fact that he had Lauer and he picked up those 13 strikeouts, which is a nice addition um, to your stats. Um, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I didn't watch much of the game, so I, I couldn't really tell about the balls and strikes. But this has been a recurring issue, right? Bob Kirk brought it up last week about balls and strikes and the umpires. Yeah, I, I think that I, – I know he had talked about the strike zone and, and you and I have talked about it too, and I hate that pitch box because I – I think to myself, like, I know what a ball and strike is. I don't need a pitch box. But I hate it. Yeah. I I, I hate that. But I, I guess it's for marginal fans. I don't know. It's for fans that want to know exactly well, what that pitch well, was. Let's, 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 wait a, let's, let's wait a second here because I, I'd be interesting to see what Bob Kirk thinks about that pitch box and, and, and the way they do it 3D because – if we want to move toward technology and not have umpires call balls and strikes, that's what's going to be used. Yeah, no, I I, I get that. Um, I I'm just I'm just saying that if it's close and you're in that position, 
then you need to take a swing at it if that's your role on the team. Oh, cer- certainly from a situational standpoint, you're, yeah. you're, you're absolutely right. And, yeah, I mean, and, and you have a pitcher like, like, like Hader in there. You, you, you've got to. Or, or maybe he's thinking, like, I can only hit a pitch in a certain area off of this guy, so it's got to be here or else I'm taking the pitch. Mm. I, 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 I see know. that early, you know, in the count or earlier in the count, but when you're 3-2 in the ninth, I can feel like he got to, like, all right, I got to shorten everything up to see if I can flick this into the outfield. You know, one of the things I need to do is I, I had talked about there's actually a website that rates umpires and, and actually grades them, not about rates them, grades them in terms of maybe I should go in and, and, and try and take a look. But is, is I don't know what the Phillies have on the bench, but, you know, you have Josh Hader, a premier left-handed reliever, you know, facing Schwarber, batting left-handed. Is, can he hit left-handed pitching? Should he be in there in that situation? Or is this another botched job by uh, Girardi? Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I see where you're going with that. Again, man on second, you're not, it's not like it's, uh, hey, we need a homer to stay in this thing. He just needs to put the ball in play somewhere. Even if, yeah. he, even if he rolled over on a pitch to second baseman, that, all right, it's two outs now, but you still got a guy on third. There's a lot more ways you could score. Sure. You sure as hell can't score with a strikeout. Unless he gets past the catcher. <laughs> yeah, that's got to kick around the like a hockey, hockey puck <laughs> around the boards to score from second. And that's what I, and all I mean is that like Schwarber swings at a lot of pitches. Like don't it's not Tony Gwynn here we're talking about. It's like <laughs> you swing at bad pitches. That's you know that's that's what you do sometimes. That's what he that's what he does. He swings at a lot of bad pitches. He's not a three hundred hitter. Oh, I'm sorry, an 800 OPS guy. Well, maybe he is, but even with his strikeouts. But he's not a 300 hitter. Yeah, I got you. So, whatever. Uh, baseball news, Padres announced first ever sponsored jersey patch on MLB. What is it? Uh, it's, the, it's the logo for uh, Motorola. And, you know, I forgot to talk about this when I was um, talking about the CBA and just railing. I think everybody got tired of hearing about that. But, you know, there, there's so many more ways these owners to make money and one of them is going to be um putting advertisement on on jerseys and then you know the gambling fees so you know when these owners cry that they're poor that they can't you know like the, the red zoner oh, please just give me a break be- before you even plead that you're losing money open up your audited books and let everybody take a look because you're making tons of money i, I don't want to hear it all right, so I guess other people will pick up on that. Um, oh, absolutely. And, and, absolutely. Uh, Pretty soon you're going to see a Yingling uh, logo on the Phillies uniform, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, I, I hate that. I hate that and, like, what they do in college football. That they, 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 There's not even bowl games anymore. It's sponsor games. I, I can't stand it. I, well, I, why don't you like it? Why, why does it bother you, I should ask? Because I'm a traditionalist, so when I want to watch okay. the Cotton Bowl, I don't want to watch the U- USF and G Motorola <laughs> Cotton Bowl. I don't give a shit. Well, the, the question is, why are you even watching the Cotton Bowl unless your team's in it? <laughs> There's real no reason unless you're gambling. Well, I'm not gambling, but I like college football, and I watch stuff like that. Okay. All right. All right. I guess it's no Good different if people watch soccer, which I think is <laughs> – I used to tell this is one guy. Soccer is a gym activity. It's not a sport. There's a difference. There's a, t- uh, <laughs> there's a difference I, between I, a gym I, activity I, and a sport. It's no different than kickball to me. Well, that's a very provincial comment by you. What, what do you mean? Uh, I, I, I think outside of the United States, it's huge. It's the number one sport, isn't it? Yeah, but outside the United States, dictatorship's huge. Does that mean we all got to follow it? Well, it might be here soon, too, so, you know. Well, we tried it. We tried it for four years. It didn't work. Well, <laughs> well, well, we said we tried it, but it could be coming back. So well, let's uh, hold off on that one before we declare victory. No, we'll come back. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, you mentioned about the Oakland A's drawing 3,400 against the Orioles. <laughs> and then 2,700 yeah. the next night. Yeah. yeah, how do you like that? Yeah, that's I, I think that's pre by the ownership, there. though, don't you? Yeah, it, uh, I don't worry about Oakland um, because it, it, they're not historically bad. 
So they're, they're just resetting. Uh, I, yeah, I, Oakland doesn't bother me. Aren't they going the way of the Raiders, though? I mean, uh, pretty soon they'll, possibly, they'll be a team in, in, yeah. in Las Vegas. That, I mean, they really want to go there, don't they? Well, they want to get out of Oakland. There's no yeah. reason for anybody to be in Oakland. Um, I, I, once again, I would disagree with that, too. Okay. I, I think the Lake Merritt area is, is really nice. The East Bay is, is, is a great place. Um, it's, it's just that I don't think ownership wants to be there. The stadium and, and the area that the stadium is, it, it's probably the worst in, in baseball. And, you know, once again, owners don't want to foot the bill. And why should they? when they can hijack and, and, and have um, taxpayers pay for it. And I, I wonder if there's really been a study done. The, the, the taxpayers that foot the bill for these stadiums, does it really help the community? No. It, it, um, I would argue that it's probably helped in Baltimore. It's probably helped in Pittsburgh. It certainly didn't help in Philly. Yeah. Well, I, and I guess it depends upon the location of it, correct? Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, you know, you've you've been to Pittsburgh, you've been to Baltimore. I mean, there, there's yeah. a lot going on. The the, the Texas Stadium, um, you know, the old the new old one, and then the new new one. Um, the, I mean, the, there's a lot. You could spend the day down there and then go to a game. Okay. Yeah. Well, and, and, and here's two new cases: um, Nationals Park. They're starting to build uh, around uh, around that area. They they've really built up in the last ten years. That's really around the stadium. And didn't they do that in Atlanta, too, when they moved from, from basically the downtown area, which wasn't really easy to get to because it was on the other side of the interstate, to um, the suburbs now. And they have that whole planned community right around it. Yeah. So people come in, they'll spend money there. Yeah. Of course, it, yeah, and, and I think for the most part, yeah, they don't make money when they, when they, when they build new stadiums. So they'll... Uh, I don't know what it's called now, but Jacobs Field, I think, was probably improvement. Uh, and Christy and I are going there in July. So okay, we'll going see. to Cleveland. Yeah, I don't think it's called Jacobs going to the Rock- Field. Are you going to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? We are. Yeah, we're going to the okay. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame uh, baseball game. I think uh, White Sox are in town that t- that weekend, and then uh, and, the Christmas Story House. And, and a couple blocks from the stadium is uh, Southern Tier. Okay, all right. So make sure you stop in there. You got it. Um, and then the pitch clock, shaving 20 minutes off of minor league games while scoring nearly the same. What does that mean, nearly the same? Um, so um, what happened was Major League Baseball had um, some test sample games, and I forget how many they did, uh, 1,000 games in, in minor league baseball last year. And they found that when they had a pitch clock, I think it was 14 seconds the pitcher had to throw the ball when there was nobody on base and 18 seconds when there's runners on base. Um, it, it, it cut game times by 20 minutes, but scoring wasn't really impacted at all. There was no okay. um, big increase or decrease in scoring. So this is kind of setting the stage for Major League Baseball to introduce it in 2023 and I wonder how you feel about that. Yeah, so uh, let, let, let's kind of put this in perspective of of us. So would would you want 18 seconds to make a big decision for your job every time? Like if someone came to you and said, hey, make a decision, you got 18 seconds. No, of course not. Okay, why are we doing this to pitchers then? Yeah, right. It's well, their job. It, 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 it's a job to them. This is their career. It's no different than, than your career or my career or anybody else's career. Would Do you want that? Would you want that pressure put on you? No, but but what we've found out is that the, the players really don't have a whole lot of, of say in this, right? This, this is, once again, ownership mm-hmm. and trying to increase viewership. Yeah, no, right? I, I get it. Yeah, I, I, I'm just I, – that's why I don't like it. And I'm not saying okay. you need to give them two minutes. You, you know what I mean? But – um, and and they already have it planned. It's just when you when you say it out loud like that, no one else would want that pressure put on them. Hey, we got a big decision well, to make. You got 18 seconds to make it. Well, more important. You actually um, got I, less I, I than think, that to make because you have to start your your wind up and your delivery and all that other stuff. Yeah. More important to your point there is you know this is a one year. Um, even though I don't know if it was like a thousand games that they looked at. My concern is, is what about 
having not been a pitcher, maybe you can explain this. Is part of it the fact that players don't reco- some players don't recover as fast, and they need those extra time to get themselves their arm because it's it's one of the most unnatural motions, mm-hmm. right, in in any sport. Um, and, and I wonder what the long term impact is going to be on pitchers because they're having to rush now. That's a good question. I I don't know what the norm time is right now between pitches. Like what? I, mean, I don't either. Yeah, I, but, I imagine. I guess may, maybe it's. I mean, shaving twenty minutes off. Uh, there's a lot of pitches thrown. Maybe twenty five seconds. Close. And and some of it's the batter. I mean, pitchers like to work in a rhythm. So whether it's eighteen seconds or twenty two seconds or fourteen seconds, you know they they want to work in a rhythm. It's not them causing the problems. It's the hitter. Remember they, remember they did that a few years ago where batters, you can't get out of the box or we're going to yeah. fine you? Yeah. And yeah. That, didn't, that didn't go anywhere, did it? No. I mean, because the no more Garcia Parra thing it was probably <laughs> the, you know, the, like, what are we doing here? But again, hey, that's their job. And, you know, or would you be want to be forced into, you know, hey, just get in there. You're, I know you're not completely comfortable, but, and, you know, we're going to hold you accountable for the outcome, but just get in there. <laughs> just get in there. <laughs> And hit, it, you know, I, I, I guess I, I, I can see both arguments. Uh, you know, 20 minutes is, is a lot off a game. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's a lot. Um, and, you know, with that rhythm thing, remember Maddox used to be like that. That's why he didn't like Javi Lopez because he wanted to come off two steps, get the ball back in his glove, three steps back on the mound. Like he had a whole routine, and that's what he wanted. And and um, and Nolan Ryan was like that. You've seen. I don't know. If you look at videos where guys are messing around the box. He would throw at him. Yeah. Of course, when Nolan Ryan's throwing at him, you get your ass in the box next time. <laughs> you say sorry about that. He <laughs> just get in there. Um, hey, did did you hear the broadcast last night? Speaking of Nolan Ryan, they were talking about, I guess, how much that Jerice Familia um, grunts when he pitches. Did yeah. you hear that? Yeah. 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 And, 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 and I, I think it was David Cohn said he found it strange that Nolan Ryan would even grunt when he was throwing a changeup. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. Well, he's probably throwing off the batter. You know, someone probably <laughs> told him one time, hey, you don't make any noise when you throw changeups or breaking balls. You might want to just grunt all the time. Um, right. Miguel Cabrera hits his three, gets his 3,000th hit. Yeah, good for Miggy, yeah. right? awesome he probably would have had it the year before because but the covid um but yeah it's good for him he's probably going to wrap up his career this year uh i'm looking at his contract and and they can get out of it i think at the end of this year can they yeah i think it's all tied to his contract because tigers are an up-and-coming team um you know he's he's the dh they have they have uh spencer torkelson playing playing first base now and you know they got some 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 young guys coming up one of the better farm systems so um, but you know what? This guy just being around him, I'm sure he imparts a lot of wisdom on younger players. He's kind of like uh, he's kind of like Albert Pujols, right? Yeah. Um, and he, right now he has a three three ten career average. Wow. Yeah, eighteen hundred RBIs, which is like that's a big deal, man. You get eighteen hundred. So, that, so that's a big deal. What 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 does his? I mean, him and him and uh, uh, Pujols are you know two of the premier. Um, right-handed batters of their time, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, and it, you know, it's kind of like old school that they have a National League guy and an American League guy. They both played in both leagues. Um, yeah, you consider Abba Pujols a National League guy, even though he played a lot of years in in um, in California. Um, so Miguel Cabrera, so yeah, 1,800. Yeah, he's 22nd all time. And Pujols has 2,100 ribs. God bless him. So, so here's what I see about Miguel Cabrera. He's actually signed. He signed an eight-year, $240 million contract, which takes him through um, next year. And then he has vesting options for 24 yeah. and 25, which he probably won't attain. So he'll probably, unless they're going to eat the contract, um, he'll probably be there next year. Yeah. Um, yeah, possibly. Yeah, I'm looking at that now. Um, so let me ask you a, a question. We didn't prepare for this, right? So you know the top two players, active players that have the most hits, are Pujols and Cabrera, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who do you think's number three? Active. Yes. Um, 
It may be Robinson Cano. Wow, that's that good guess by you. I never would have come up with that. That that is exactly who it is. He has like twenty six hundred hits. Is that what it is? Twenty six hundred? Yeah. Some somewhere in that area. Plus or minus thirty. Okay. Um Good so guess. He would be the next guy he ain't he's not gonna get three thousand hits. I just don't see him playing three years. I could be wrong. Probably not. Yeah. He hurt himself, though, on that. That's his own yeah, fault. Yeah, had actually, if he didn't take steroids, he'd probably be pressing it right now. He would probably yeah. be pressing 3,000 hits. And there, there's yep. no one that's even close now. No, I want to say top five. I think Yachty's in the top five. That shows you how, how far off the next person for 3,000. And Yachty's not going to get 3,000 hits. No. He has two, just over 2,000. The, the the next guy they realistically could uh, would be Altuve. Okay. It's yep. he, he has seventeen hundred plus hits and he's thirty two. Where is Joey Bats in all of this? Is yeah. he over two thousand? Uh yeah. He's a he's fifth. He's got twenty thirty five. Okay. And Nelly Cruz is gonna get two thousand this year. Um yeah, and I don't think McCutcheon will. Possibly, but I don't think he. I don't think he'll get to two thousand. And then after that, it would be Machado and Trout because of their age, and you know they have fourteen hundred plus hits right now. Okay. Yeah, they they wow. would be the next in line. All right, I do have a twib note uh, brought to you by Schaefer. Schaefer, the one beer to have if you're having more than one. At uh, an evil genius. Beer company out of Pennsylvania. There's no crying in baseball. It's a hazy IPA. ABV is 6%. Beer Advocate has it at 89. I'd give it a Rooster Talons of 90 plus. I enjoyed this. It's a nice. good beer. Yeah. Um, Look I, at you getting into your IPAs. Yeah, yeah. And I think uh, I like the hazy IPAs not as much as the regular, but yeah, I, I think they're good. It's the first time I've had anything from Evil Genius. And I picked it's, it because of the name of the beer. Um, I, I thought you had something before with Maybe. Evil Genius, the yeah. aptly named Evil Genius. Okay. Um, all right, no no corrections, no, uh, no today in baseball history. What are you walking off with? So um, no better way to spend your 40th birthday um, than by being on top in the Bush League. So happy birthday to, to Josh, who celebrated his 40th birthday party yesterday. I texted him. Said uh, next time I, I meet him, we're gonna have a drink. Um, I asked him what he was doing. He said working. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That and complaining about Angel Hernandez, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So happy funny. birthday, happy birthday to Josh. Um, and next week um, we have the semi-retired. Uh, we'll have the statman on their first day of semi-retirement. Okay. All right. How about you? Uh, I'm walking off with the the, the Schwarber thing. It, the more I think about it, and when I saw it, when I watch it again, I get I get infuriated that we we, we hit, the Phillies have a guy that they paid a lot of money to knock in runs, and he's looking at called third strikes with a man on second and the ninth. It infuriates infuriates me that he's going to blame someone else for it. You know, it's not like the ball skipped in the dirt. <laughs> Well, that's been a common theme of yours, is that if you are paid to, to be a run producer, then swing the bat. Yeah, produce the damn runs, or at least attempt yeah. to it. I, even if he struck out, I think, all right, it struck out. You know, Hayter's tough, tough pitcher, and, and you know, he was looking for something in, and guy snuck it right on the outside corner, and don't blame someone else for that shit, you know? Good point by you. Yeah. Good for you. I just don't want to hear that. And I'm not saying Adrian Vandis is a good umpire. I, I don't know. But, you know, the, if you get paid to knock in runs, don't look for a damn walk. That infuriates me. <laughs> That's my job, to look I'm for sure. a walk. <laughs> hey, whatever you do, yeah, don't you and me both. Yeah, go get hit by the pitch, Goldstein, or whatever that kid's <laughs> name in the band experience was. <laughs> right. Yeah. You got Kelly Leak up there looking for a walk. Come on. <laughs> I don't want to hear that crap. Nice. All right. All right. Uh, that being said, I'll get off my soapbox with that. And um... Listen, you enjoy your day in, in Gettysburg. You know, get through the town, see some historical sites. And um, 
I'll catch you uh, next week. And you're predicting you're going to move up another spot in the standings for next week when we talk? Um, if my offense, if my offense is starting to hit the ball a little bit, and I've dropped uh, one full point in the array the last three weeks. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, look at the place you're starting from. It would be hard not to. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you're, 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 you're right there with the, the bottom three. You could, you could easily pass the stat men or you could fall below the, the Bulls. But, um, hey, I'm rooting for you. And then uh, my man Dakota Hudson pitched well Sunday. Yeah. Right? So far, so good. Well, that's his only good. Yeah, yeah, the, uh, and and I'll leave you at this. Um, I I might have picked the Cy Young Award winner in the Fab. Wait, who? Kyle Wright. Really? Okay, we're gonna mark that down. He's gonna get some votes. Okay. All right. I like that. I like that bold prediction. It's early. Have you seen him pitch? I have not. Tell you his slider's nasty. It's nasty, man. It's, yeah, it's it's a nasty pitch. All he right, just well, needs, uh, we'll, we'll five more months continue of this. to have the Kyle Wright, the um, Kyle Wright watch. watch. Yes, yeah. I, I guess some people predict I'll drop him in June. <laughs> <laughs> that could happen too. You know what? We need to have betting odds on the Bush League, right? <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. So there, there's a good text thing. Uh, is it more likely that Kyle Wright will be dropped? By the end of the season, or get M- or get Cy Young award votes. <laughs> yeah, what's Bob, more likely? Bob Kirk, we're looking at you for for your opinion. We love yeah. it. Yeah, what's more likely? Kyle Wright gets dropped off my active off my roster completely, or he gets Cy Young votes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And on that note, Chief, you take care. Talk to you next week.